Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? My sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode. So pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. That's right, this is State of My Sports, and this is episode 172, recording live on September 6th, 2022, during our Beer Flight segment where we'll discuss some college football expansion, and then the core of the episode will really uh, be our, our full season preview of the Detroit Lions. We'll discuss where we're confident, where our biggest questions are and concerns, um, and play the official schedule game as well. Um, we will also be talking about Michigan, Michigan State's games, kind of stuff that we learned um, just a game one, not a whole lot to learn from it, but still worth talking about and some injuries that we got to get into as well. Um, we'll make some picks against the spread in our betting hero segment. And of course, we will drink and review some Michigan craft beer. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, let us know what you're sipping on tonight and uh, let us know what your thoughts on all of our topics. Be part of the conversation. We're going to do our best to read all the comments and, and answer them uh, to the best of our abilities. Um, I am Sam Waldhart, and with me today is Micah Smith. Yo. Just us two today. What's, what's going on? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Yeah. Just the two of us. Just the two, Just the two of us. Yeah, that's why we shouldn't be together because we're going to start singing. And it's not good. Not good stuff. <laughs> no, not but, at all. Uh, but no, uh, before we get this thing rolling, I did want to give a quick shout out to our, our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. Tops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. And BettingHero.com helps us, new, us and you get the best promos available in the sports betting world. Really, man. How, how you been? Good week. You went to yeah, the Michigan game, right? I did. Out with your with your boy with Max. It, I, I oh, sure dude, did. How, how awesome was that? Yeah, it was. It was a great experience. So, um, good seats. Um, and then about fourth quarter, we saw a nice little hole at the opposite end zone. And I'm like, you know what, Max, grab your water. We're moving. He goes, <laughs> oh, where yeah. are we going? I'm like, Thought you'll you see. He's just, just wait. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's walking. He's walking. And Dad, where are we going? I'm like, just. A couple more sections. Hang on. So start going down there. He goes, oh, wow. You know, we were, we were up ways. I think we were like 70th row or whatever it was. And yeah. So he keeps walking down. He's like, like, keep going? I'm like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> so we, like, get down to, like, right by the student section. And and then, uh, like, a couple students left. I'm like, you guys leaving? They're like, yeah, we're leaving. I'm like, sweet. Pop, pop a squat front row. I'm like this is sweet. So, That's so get, cool. Got to watch that uh, that rushing touchdown by uh, Alex Orgy come in. That was that was really cool. So yeah, he had a great time. I had a great time. That's sweet. Yeah, and that was his first time at a game, right? At a regular season yeah. real football game. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, because you've done the the spring game spring game and, a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's that's yep. so cool. We had uh, anniversary anniversary yeah. weekend. Obviously, how'd that go? Week one of of uh, college football's anniversary. It actually went really good. We. Uh, what did we do? We went out to eat, went to Butcher's Union on Friday and had a couple of drinks at O'Toole's, which was great. And then Saturday we woke up and did some uh, kayaking. On yeah. Where'd you go? Flat River. Flat. 
That's Lowell, right? Yeah, yeah, it was in Lowell, downtown nice. Lowell, which was fun. Uh, did that, got home in time to watch the game, which was good. She took a nap, which is, I mean, great. I mean, she's happy, <laughs> I'm happy, and everything went good. So, I mean, can't can't complain. So, I, I mean, it was it was just fun watching watching college football. It was, man, I just. Isn't it nice to be back? So nice to have it back. And it was like a full slate. It was a full slate. It wasn't no week zero crap. It was a legitimate full week of college football. And I was just like, oh, this is right up my alley. So glad that it was back. We had some last night. We had some the day before. Yeah. We had a big Saturday. <laughs> right. Like, we got we got podcasts tonight. And then we just gotta get through one day and then it's football again. Bingo. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pumped for some NFL, man. It's gonna be a good time. We're gonna get into our Lions preview here um shortly. But um Let's uh, introduce what we're, what we're drinking tonight. So you said you want a Big Lake, and, and that's yeah. what we did here. We got some some Big Lake Brewing. What was it Darn called? Darn right. It's called Orange Cream Shandy. So I think this is, uh, you know, I, I think we're coming to the tail end of our summer beers here. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot left available. But this is a delicious beer. You know, another another beer that John may not like, right? <laughs> and my, and uh, Kyle. And Kyle. Not, not Shandy guys, not sweet guys, right? Um, gosh, I don't see a whole lot on here to be honest. With I mean, you. it's pretty. Yeah, I'm okay. sure it's pretty self-explanatory, right? It's yeah. got some orange. A traditional wheat beer, okay, brewed with refreshing orange cream flavor and milk sugar. Hey, interesting. Milk sugar. I I, I mean, first couple sips are, are pretty solid, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that is. Um, did it say I have a percentage there? I don't know if you read that or not, but I might have missed it. We'll get we'll get more. Like I always say, that we'll we'll get you more information. At the end of, of of the episode, but before we jump into our the Hops Beer Flight segment, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is closed. What? Yes. So, like closed. last week, we still still no information. They're in some, um, what do you call it? I think I some staffing. They're going through some staffing changes, and and they are uh, a small hiatus. Yeah, they're going to take a little break and try to get everything ironed out and open up better, back and better than ever. Basically, is what they're going for, right? Yeah, they, they they want to offer stand-up service, stand-up food, and it, they're going through some changes right now. Yeah, yep. it'll be and, okay. And I didn't get any information on if you can buy beer, um, if they're going to open for any of that. Um, they're busy working out the details of, of what they're going through right now, but I, I'm sure by next week I'll I'll have some information on how you can can find some of their beer um, at at the brew house and maybe get some to go and keep supporting a a, a great brewery. But um, so we're doing this ourselves, so. This might be a little bit of a struggle. A little bit of a struggle, but that was. Uh, we're gonna move on to our beer fly segment, and it's gonna be a pretty, pretty simple one here. We're gonna talk. Start out with the the playoff expansion. This is kind of they they snuck this up on us. Obviously, week one coming like going here, and I think it was Friday that they announced this, if I remember correctly. It was a Friday afternoon dump that they have voted officially to expand the playoffs to twelve teams. Yeah, twelve teams. So it. The rumblings for the general public started Thursday, okay, which was weird. I texted you, I think it was Thursday night, and said, "Did you hear about this? They're apparently they're going to be voting tomorrow." So the board or the committee, they were essentially kind of sick and tired of waiting for this whole vote to go down. So that, I mean, this may have been talked about for days, even weeks, but come Friday, yeah. They voted, and sure enough, what happened? And it passed. I mean, and it, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get through like a ton of the details, and if it's the right decision or or, or not. I think the bottom line is we'll is they're expanding, and I think that's a. 
I think it's a good thing. <laughs> Again, like there's so many. I have so many questions on how it's going to go. So many concerns sure. on how the big, like the the championships are going to be played. How like I don't care about bowl games. I'm I'm over that. Like I oh, yeah. really don't yeah. give a flying f about bowl games and stuff. But like this is just the, the, the my first thoughts were okay. It's better, right? More players, more more real football. You get one versus twelve or whatever it's going to be like. You just get that's really, how I look at you it. just get really good matchups, and that's a, a good thing. Is it going to affect the regular season and make that less important? Yeah, I believe it will. Um, obviously, they they came out by saying that the um, the six conferences that win a champ, uh, six conference champions, the six highest seeded conference, conference champions. champions will get an auto bid, and then there will be. Six, Six at, at large, large right. bids. Yep. yep. So then I just I, I start thinking of things, and I'm like, okay. So Big Ten country, we we we're both like Big Ten teams. We're that's kind of who we, who we cheer for, um. But it kind of fits with all like the other ones too. It's like okay, so let's just go back to last year, right? And I want to go through this in my head. Michigan and Ohio State would have both made it, no question. Michigan would have got the at large bid, winning the the Big Ten championship. Ohio State would have got in, and played one last game. And now it's that's where I'm like, is winning the conference obviously you want to win a conference because you get that at large bid. But yep. for the big conferences, Big Ten, SEC, um, you know the ACC, like those conferences, it might be better to be the second best team in the Big Ten and get that at large bid. You play one last game, Good point. yeah. But Good point. I mean, do you do you get a buy? Like how it's all going to work if you're a top two seed? That that's all I think needs to be figured out and stuff. But like. There might be a true benefit to getting a couple extra weeks off before your first playoff game. You know what I mean? And it's just something like yeah. that's that's my first concern is I I, w- I don't want winning the Big Ten or winning your conference to be like to not going to it being rewarded by not going to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And that's I, that's my that's where I get really nervous by still having the conference champions and all that stuff. How is that all going to play out? But I don't but, know. You know, but then again, you're. It's hard to try to be the second team, right? You're you're just you inherently are going to be the second team when you can't just quite cut being the first team. And no, I mean, how do you even shoot for that? It's I mean, if if that's going to be the case where you watch that number one seed play an extra game and you go, huh, well, not too bad. You know, this year we got second and we got yeah. a week off or two or however that works, and I, I don't know. I guess maybe a better example would be like being in Iowa shoes who who lost in the Big Ten Championship, and now that one extra loss is on their resume, got their, the floor wiped. So now Ohio State gets in over Iowa who won their half of the conference. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's that, where I'm just going to be like, okay, well, then don't count the Big Ten Championship as a negative towards the team that loses to the best team in the conference. Right, and that's right. where I, I would get concerned is when that kind of stuff happens. Ohio State gets rewarded because they didn't have that extra loss, where Iowa gets punished because they just got smoked by a bit by Michigan in the Big Ten championship, and now all of a sudden that's what people remember, and now they're not going to get that at large bid because we already know that they aren't aren't going to win the national championship. You know what I mean? I think it, it I think it would be an easy mistake for the committee to make for them not to think about these scenarios before they move forward with how it's going to be structured. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be okay with the way they do it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a learning curve. I'm, I'm curious. It's, it's progress. The, 
I'm a little nervous that's going to hurt things more than help, but I guess that's the risk you take. And I'm yep. I'm all yep. for change. I really am. I think it's time. Um, but oh, how it's, how it it's will been time? How will it actually look? I think people are going to be a little uncomfortable with with what happens after the fact. You know what I mean? And how how it goes from there. But um, I think we'll get more into that uh, the the college expansion when we don't have real football to talk about. Right. Um, just some cleaning up on it. Is they're gonna have? I think it's. That could st- it's going to start in 2026, but could start as early as 2024. As long as all of the commissioners are on board. Okay. And does Notre Dame count as a commissioner? Or <laughs> <laughs> like that's another one that I'm just like, all right, let's I get this. Know. Let's get this stuff figured out. Because do, are they only going to play for an at-large bid now, or is this pressure on them to? No, you join a conference. It, and that's what I'm. I'm another thing that I'm curious about. Get you know? get it figured out because it's going to go hand in hand with their TV deal. Whether they want a, a a little chunk of money for themselves, or if they want to partake in seven billion up to ten billion dollars in the Big Ten, yeah, like just just hop on board. Mm-hmm. It, it, you are you're doing your fans, you're doing your school a huge disservice if you just don't jump on board with the Big Ten. Yeah, I did want to talk a little bit of some just some stuff that was. I mean, we had some really good matchups. Uh, I think we learned a little bit about some teams that we didn't really have. A good grasp of. I, I did want to start with with the it, Notre Dame Ohio State game. So yep. Ohio State ended up winning twenty one to ten, and it was an interesting game. And I wanted I want to know what 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 changed your your thoughts on on these two teams in particular. Very highly rated teams. I think it was number three, number five. Is that correct? Or was it even number two, number five? It was number two, number five. Yeah, because um, Ohio State was two. Yeah. Um, but it's still a lot of questions heading in for for both these teams. What did you what did you learn from from these two teams in that in that matchup? Okay, fr- from what I saw, first of all, night game in the shoe. <laughs> I mean, what what do you expect from a team who's got a brand new head coach? I I, I think my pick last week kind of spoke for itself. I thought Ohio State was going to maul Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I really did, and I mean we're looking at a twenty-one to ten final here, and I, I hats off to Notre Dame because, I, you know, I was that whole believer on what we saw from the Buckeyes last year and the year before that and the year before that. They just they just trounce people, and I'm surprised, you know, coming off of a a nasty loss to their biggest rival, didn't piss them off a little more. Yeah, I was I was looking for like, man, this offense is going to be unstoppable. They're going to come off kind of upset, and they are going to hang a hundred points on Notre Dame. You know that that wasn't the case, and so for that reason, I look at you know look across the aisle. You look at Ohio State and go, hmm, where'd you guys go? Yeah, you know it 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 makes me question. You know. Can can I tell what what they're going to look like in November? Of course not. Yeah. It's going to be a completely different team by then, in my opinion. But you know, I I thought Notre Dame hung in there really well. Um, and to me, right now, Ohio State looks vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's definitely one way to look at it. What, I mean, twenty one ten it was closer than that. I, I would yes, say yes, it was. Um, but I think the most the the craziest part about that that matchup was. I thought Ohio State looked way more physical than they were last year, and that was something that everybody challenged them for um, on because both they sides? on the defensive side. Defensive I would side. say, yep. Um, the offensive side, I and that for me, it was like those teams were more 
both Notre Dame and Ohio State were more true football teams than I expected them to be. I expected uh, Notre Dame to struggle. I expected them to um, go through some growing pains with the new coaching staff. Yep. Um, and everything that they went through, I I think their game planning was actually pretty dang good by Marcus Freeman. I mean, that was they were the better team, I think, for the first quarter and a half. Um, and and um, they kind of didn't I mean at least defensively they were they were battling they were very good um Ohio State's offense was um pedestrian again uh when you lose you lost the running back I believe right he he got hurt for a little bit and uh Smith and Jigba was out um mm-hmm. which I mean yep. plays a big role but wide receiver should never be an issue for a team like Ohio State um we all know how deep they are mm-hmm. we all know how talented they are that's what we've been hearing I mean I took it more as a uh, they were both better football teams than than I than I originally thought they were going to be, and and what I and I don't mean any disrespect by that. It wasn't gimmicky. It wasn't high flying, crazy offense in like misdirections. It was right. true blue football. They were both playing Big Ten brand football. Yes, they and were, and that's rare to see for Ohio State. Um, and that's what they're going to have to do to get through the gauntlet because I think how. They played last year against Michigan. Michigan manhandled them. They were the better team. They were more physical. They punched them in the I just watched that game when I was getting all excited for this this uh, upcoming <laughs> year. I've watched several games heading into the uh, weekend anyways, and I was just like, I was, I could see it, and they were not physical. And that's what I wanted to see was how how they would adjust to that, and I thought that that was a good adjustment on their part compared to um, last year. Again, 21 points isn't anything that you get all excited about, but they were two nope. really good football teams, and I think we're gonna learn a lot. We're gonna learn more how good Notre Dame truly is over the next few weeks. Um, and I would think you know, so. I think I think Ohio State is more vulnerable than we originally would have thought. We would have thought they'd be putting up 35, 50 almost on anybody, and right, it not matter right. who they're playing against. Right. Obviously, it does. And if somebody's ready to man up and and be a good football team against them, they they might not be able to hang those points on them like, like they're used to. So um, that will be uh, interesting to see how it kind of develops over the course of the year. But uh, Georgia, Oregon, 49-3. to Georgia. Smoke show. Reload. I mean, put them in the same breath as Alabama now, right? At, at least this year. I yeah. mean, it's, it's what, insane. What they lost last year, they shouldn't have – they shouldn't hold Oregon to three points, period, end of story. They shouldn't. Um, nope. Is Oregon going to be bad? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What we learned more of, but in my opinion, just we just learned that Georgia is going to be freaking good again, and just sign up. In my opinion, let's let's pencil in the the national championship to be uh, Alabama, Oregon, or sorry, Alabama, Georgia again. I'm convinced of it. Like I would I would put so much money yeah. on that matchup right now. I, it's it's they're I head and shoulders above it. everybody. Obviously, things can change and people can get hurt and weird things can happen. But man, they they're well, just put them right on in, on par with with Alabama. That's where I'm at. That's it. Where I'm at with Georgia, it was wild. So, I got to spend a little bit of time at the tailgate with uh, Jarrett, friend, friend, listener, friend, friend of the show, friend of the show. Um, he's a he's a Gators fan. Everyone knows that, and he absolutely loathes Georgia. Yeah, hates him, <laughs> hates Georgia. And every single time we turned around to grab like a little piece of food or a drink, Georgia scored. Georgia scored again. Georgia scored. <laughs> Georgia scored. And I'm like, Jared, th- this game's over, dude. Like halfway through the halfway through the second, I mean, yeah. they were like 
thirty plus points. Yeah, it was done. It's done. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, dude, th- I, this game's a wrap, baby. I did not expect that. I really didn't. Impressive, impressive stuff. We'll see what happens as they get into the uh, SEC schedule and all that good stuff. In probably ten weeks or whatever, right? Um, Clemson. Uh, last night they play, they beat Georgia Tech. What do you think about Clemson? Uh-huh. In J- Ojurige or whatever you want to call him, I don't even know his name. DJ. Uger. U- U- Ugilange? Ugilange? Is it what it is? Tongue of Liola? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I'm Something Hawaiian. He was not that impressive. You know, I... But the defense was. The defense looked good. How many times did you see a low snap from his center? He was picking up the ball off the ground constantly. And I, I, listen, that shouldn't really ruin an entire offense, but... Man, when your quarterback is having to bend down to grab that ball, mm-hmm. snap after snap, it's not good. It 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 takes there's there's so little time and things happen so quickly. The second he picks that up near his foot, he's got guys in his face, and that's a problem. Yeah. But I listen. I was texting you last night during this game, and I really thought that Clemson they don't look dominant. They don't look. Like, they don't look like that dynasty that yeah. they used to have, right? And it's. We said this when Brent Venables left. We're like, hey, you know what? Is is there a part of this team? Is there heart that left this team? Like, is there is there actual like a formidable formidable human being that left this team and left an actual hole in this team? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, sure, the defense looks good. I mean, are they great? Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't put them in, in the great category um, based on what they did against Georgia Tech, but um, that defense, well, they were they were very good. They were dominant, and it'll be interesting to see if, if their defense can can uh, hold them in games while the offense tries to figure their crap out because it, was, it wasn't pretty. Even though they put up 41, it was not a, a pretty game, and it was – um, could have been a lot closer. Um, jumping to Utah uh, and their loss to Florida. Crazy, crazy ending. And if you had money on it, I'm sorry. I'm right there with you. That was rough. Uh, for people, 20, they were, so they were down, obviously, 29-26. Uh, they got the ball down to, like, the four-yard line, had, like, three shots at the end zone or so, and then they threw a pick um, with 20 seconds left, and that was crazy and I mean Utah being a team that we expected or that a lot of us thought might have been a little overrated at, at five I believe or six I, I don't know yeah you were right on that one yeah um man I mean losing to Florida look Florida Florida skyrocketed and everybody loves that we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks right. um I, I think it's a little false premature false? yeah it's it's a little premature to put them up there um we'll learn a lot more about uh Florida but Utah losing, they they got a tough schedule too. I mean, they're they're they could fall very quickly. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Florida's uh, quarterback was exciting and great plays and stuff, but I wouldn't trust him to keep you in a SEC conference title by any means at this point. I mean, we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. A um, couple more here. I, I did want to talk some Big Ten. Iowa oh, game Iowa. of the week. <laughs> oh my gosh, how does that happen? So they won seven to three with zero touchdowns. <laughs> They had a field goal and two safeties, oh and they won seven to three against San Diego State. Um, is it San Diego State? I think I think it was San Diego State. Yeah, SD State yep. is what I wrote down. Um, 
Only Brady Iowa. Hoke. Only Iowa. Is that who it was? Was it Brady Hope? I don't think it was San Diego State. It might have been South Dakota State. It was South Dakota State. Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Either way. Either way. It's all good. I don't think it was Brady Hoke because I think Brady Hoke won. I want to double check that. But, I mean, <laughs> what are the, that is insane. I did not think that could be possible. I really didn't. And <laughs> my, <laughs> eye, my eyes drooped down on the ticker. I'm like, South, oh, that's South, a really weird score. South Dakota State. South Dakota State. And I'm like, huh, that's really weird. And we got talking, and we're like, oh, well, someone said, well, they, they didn't even score a touchdown. I'm like, what do you mean they didn't score <laughs> a touchdown? Bones. Yeah. But that that's football, right? Yeah. It's insane. And it's wow. just so fun. And it, and it, <laughs> it makes you look at that, that Michigan-Iowa game a little differently. I mean, we'll see how they bounce back and if they can get their stuff together. Um, obviously, a good defense, but oof. Uh, <laughs> ugly. Yeah, it, ugly. it gives me a little more hope heading into Iowa. As as I think that might have been a fifty fifty game when we were uh, doing the schedule game, and I think they ended up yeah. getting a win on the coin. So um, might some might change our feelings heading into that week in week five when our first when our real schedule actually yeah, starts. Yeah, we'll we'll but, see when the schedule progresses. Um, Penn State survived Purdue thirty five thirty one. Another crazy game. Uh, James Willis just jumped in. He said two safeties and a field goal, LOL. James, man, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. That is just one of – you can't make that up. No, and it's such an Iowa thing. Uh, just <laughs> It's just so funny. I I, I laughed so hard. And I, I hope that they lost at that point because when you're in that type of game, I saw something on, the, on Twitter. It was – <laughs> Iowa made those poor kids watch that football game. <laughs> oh my gosh! I died when I saw uh, that. But James, thanks for watching, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, that was good. But then, uh, like I said, Penn State survived. Um, Purdue thirty-five, thirty-one. Another just crazy game. Another one that I was on the wrong end of a bet from, and that hurts a little bit. Um, but James I mean, Franklin. On James Franklin looked terrible again. Terrible coaching decisions, and then I or Purdue's coach was even t- worse. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Brown. Some of those, like he got the ball twice with the lead, and he threw the ball. I think one one time. He just tried to run it up the gut. Or no, I mean, sorry, he or, he ran the ball one time out of oh. out of like fourteen plays to end the game because he, well with the lead. What? Yeah, it was it was absolutely insane and infuriating because Clifford went Clifford Clifford threw a pick six that put uh, P- Purdue up, and then there was two two different times that uh, <laughs> Purdue had the ball and they just they really freaking burned me. Oh. I'll tell you that oh, right boy. now. That one really hurt. It was part of a parlay that ended up hurting, but um, I don't know. It was just it was interesting. All in all, it was it was a fun week of college football. Um, I actually was really excited for this upcoming week, and then I saw the the slate, and I'm like, "Dang! At least NFL is there, because this is not a very good slate. <laughs> uh, not even for, I mean, obviously Michigan, Michigan State's played cupcakes, um, but I didn't see any matchups that I was just like, "Ooh, I can't wait to watch that one." <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Is there a game that stands out? Because look, I, I'm a big college football fan. I'm not gonna sit and watch BYU football. Like, oh no, BYU, I think BYU and Baylor play or something like that. I think that's the the biggest matchup here. But I guess Florida, nah. Florida, Kentucky could be one that people get get all excited about. But Jared's going to be excited. Yeah, I should have put that one on the picks this week. But yeah, James jumping in again. Uh, Oregon's loss. Yeah, that was uh, a crazy <laughs> one, man. We we do did uh, mention that. Uh, just a little bit of a blowout there, but we'll just keep on keeping on. It's craft beer in Michigan sports. We may not be the authority. 
but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. We're going to jump into the Michigan State game. They took care of business against Western Michigan, winning 35-13, to uh, but bouncing back nicely after a slow start in the second half. Uh, they took a 21-3 lead into halftime and were outscored 10-0 in the third quarter. Um... But they, which made it an eight-point game heading into the fourth. But then MSU outscored the Broncos fourteen to nothing in the fourth, and really put the game away. Um, offensively, it was pretty uh, pedestrian. I think it is a is a fair way to say it. Um, while Thorne went twelve of twenty-four for two hundred thirty-three yards and four touchdowns in an interception, it, it just felt like he left a few throws out there, which is kind of his his mo. He can make every single throw in the book one game, and then man, he's just he he airmails a few guys, and he's thrown at feet a lot and I don't know if he's thrown it away but as good as he is and I think we all would know how good he he can be it just gets weird sometimes um to see some of his his air and throws uh Berger or Berger I don't know I haven't learned that one yeah Berger Berger uh led the running backs with 16 carries and 120 yards and a score uh with a 50 yard run making up a good amount of those yards uh but Broussard also had 10 carries for 54 yards um, the ball was spread around by Thorne with seven different players with a catch and four different guys getting TDs. Coleman, four catches for 84 and a touchdown. Mosley, two catches for 51 and a touchdown. Bernard, a 44-yard touchdown. And tight end Barker also had a 13-yard touchdown. Look, I, I don't think it's anything to get too concerned about for Michigan State fans. It was kind of the warts that you knew you had heading in were, were kind of exposed. For sure, um, yep. But at the same time, they're not going to lose any sleep over it. It's the, the yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the the first game, um, but I just I don't know. It's just exactly what the concerns were 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 exposed. I, I guess is is the way I like to see. What would you see in that that Michigan State game that that stood out to you? Um, I, I got to be honest with you. I didn't get to watch a whole lot. It was just bad timing with the kids going down. Um, the the biggest thing that stood out to me was on the defense, and I think we'll get there. But on the offense, I. I mean, I, I saw a very errant throw by Peyton Thorne. I mean, it was – I think it was close to 10 yards out in front of the guy. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even close. And, I mean, that that made me raise my eyebrows because I haven't seen that a whole lot from Peyton Thorne. And I'm just going to assume that for sure it's definitely just first-game stuff getting out of the way because later on in that fourth quarter it was – I mean, he, he, was, he was dropping dimes almost with his eyes closed. Yeah. So, you know – Peyton's going to have some slight in- inconsistencies. Beyond that, I'm not too worried about him, to be frank with you. And Jalen Berger, yeah, he he's he ain't going to be no Kenneth Walker. Yep. Don't get your panties in a bunch that I said that. But he's going to be definitely your your first running back. And uh, was it Broussard? Broussard? Yeah. Yeah, he, he'll be he'll be your backup for sure. Yeah, I think the big concerns on the offensive side of the ball were were, were the offensive line. I think they looked like they're getting beat by by uh, Western Michigan sometimes, and I don't. I think that's obviously a concern heading into the yeah. season. Yep. And it was exposed. Now, can they get better? Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to write anything off because of how they looked in this game. Um, but again, it's 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 very very important. Um, to have a good, solid offensive line, and, and it didn't look like they had one. Also, 3 of 10 on third down in time of possession was 22 minutes and 38 seconds to 37 and 22. Um, you got to get those fixed. I know it's not like the be-all, end-all or anything, but those were concerns last year for Michigan State. Um, 
they weren't great on third down, as as good as uh, it was having a guy like Kenneth Walker. Um, they weren't great with uh, time of possession, and that's how they're going to help their defense. Now, the defense looked looked pretty dang good. The foundation of the defense was was solid. Um, they recorded seven sacks and, and forcing two fumbles in key moments. The most um, eye-opening was UNLV transfer Jacoby Windham, who had four of the seven uh, sacks and was named the National Defensive Player of the Week. Um, Western's corner, quarterback, uh, Jack Salopek. Salopek. Salopek only threw for 193 yards, but 21 to 36 is pretty solid. The percentage was good. Um, but, I mean, and, and that just doesn't answer any of the biggest defensive questions. I mean, sorry, let me rephrase that. That the secondary wasn't good again, in my opinion. It, it, they weren't eye popping okay. numbers by any means. Yeah, yeah. But. The percentage was there, and that's where you got to kind of um, look at it. it. It was it's the glaring need, uh, glaring problem. Obviously, last year the worst pass defense in, in all of college um, football um, didn't look like it was fixed. Again, one one game. Look, we're not writing anything off. It's just stuff that we notice. I think is is what we want to do here. Um, we're not just again, pointing things out. Yep, just pointing things out, pointing things that that we saw. Yep. Um, I don't think it's worth losing any sleep over. I really don't. No, um, no, it's, it's the not. first game against a bad. Western Michigan team, you don't have anything to gain and everything to lose, and they took care of business. They covered the spread by half a point or push, depending on what you got it at. Um, but that's just kind of – they'll get these things cleaned up as long as they, they have the coach in, in place that they, they believe they do. Um, I think the biggest story here were, were the, the, the injuries. Um, Not good. Cr- crucial ones. So linebacker Darius Snow, um, he was a, in safety Xavier Henderson, um, both injured their right legs. Um, it has since been announced that Darius Snow is out for the season, while Xavier Henderson is out indefinitely um, while going through treatments, is what we're being told, and see how he responds. Snow uh, is a converted safety to linebacker, um, is known as a sure t- tackler, and was really making some plays, solid playmaker. But the linebacker depth kind of seems to be, I don't want to say replaceable, but it's not as big of an issue because you have a guy like um, Ben Van Simmeren coming in, and, and he played pretty well. Yep. Once he got in there, he looked yeah. like he was athletic and, and ready um, ready to play. Um, so I think that's not as big of a need. But, man, if Xavier Henderson is out for a long period of time and you get into the midst of Big Ten football without this guy, that is crucial, crucial loss for them. It is. Uh, He's uh, the quarterback of this this defense. Yeah, he He's is. He's the playmaker. He's NFL talent, ready to go, and, and that, that really hurts. And the fact that they're saying that he's out indefinitely and he's going through treatments, that is a major red flag of, of what the injury could be. That's it's It really is too bad because he is the leader on that defense, and having that type of talent, that type of leader out until further notice is, is no good for that defense. Yeah. Um, see, We'll see. I mean, they got Akron this week. I don't want to dive into that game really. Um, obviously, just go and take care of business, get out healthy. That's the biggest thing, and then prepare for that. That um, is Washington week three, or is that week four? I thought it was week three. I did too, but I thought I was wrong when I looked, re-looked at it. Could you could you look that up? Looking up. Um, but I mean, just just go in, sure, sure up some things. Maybe get a little more uh, better percentage on third down would be great to see. Um, and I don't know, just keep spreading that ball around with those running backs. I think. If they can find that guy to be that that bell cow, if you will, obviously he's not going to be Kenneth Walker, but someone that you can trust. I think um, 
sorry, I can't think of the guy's name, the, the first running back that got the most carries. Berger. Jalen Berger. It seems like they it's his job to kind of take over, and he had a great game um, on Friday. So um, we'll kind of see from there. But do you, do you have the – Yeah, week schedule? three. So it is week three. Yep. So September prepare 17th. Prepare for that one. That's a that's going to be a big, big matchup here um, for, for MSU. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. Jumping into the Michigan game, uh, Michigan took on Colorado State and really put put it to them, uh, winning fifty-one to seven. Cade went nine of eighteen um, for one hundred and thirty-six yards and six. Sorry, in the sixty-one yard touchdown to Roman Wilson in the first quarter. Uh, had to settle for three field goals uh, while he was leading the offense, a 31-yarder, 26-yarder, and a 34-yarder. They ran for 234 rushing yards, led by Blake Corum, who had 76 yards on 13 carries, and Edwards had um, 64 yards on 12 carries. Five different players had a, a catch, and uh, the only touchdown was to Roman Wilson uh, when he took the screen pass 61 yards on the second drive. Um I kind of want to start there if you're all right with it. I want to start with the wide receivers. And obviously we, we, we always like when the ball gets spread around and you have all these different guys getting catches and stuff. And I think that's really good for a team like uh, for a team like Michigan State to kind of have those and you starting to pull in those second, third tier guys. What I feel like Michigan's missing and I want to see personally as a fan is who's going to be that number one? Who's going to have the eight catches in a game in a 180 yards and three touchdowns and stuff. That's what I feel like I, we don't know what Michigan has. Like, I think they have guys that have the ability to be that, but yes. I want to know which one it is. When that when it matters most, when it's third and 20 in a massive play, like, who are they throwing that ball up to for a 50-50 ball to go make a play? Now, yep. they have those guys, but we haven't seen it. At least we, we think they have those guys. Doesn't that drive but, you nuts? Yes, and that's where I'm at. I feel like it was all of last year, too, is we didn't know who the go-to guy was. It's because he was hurt. Ronnie Bell, yeah. And <laughs> that's a great point. But Ronnie mm. Bell, I mean, I think he only had one catch, maybe two. Um, yeah. He didn't have any. But, again, game one, not not going to lose any sleep over keeping this guy protected based on what, what happened last year with his injury and stuff. But I want to see it, and I want to know that before – the backs are against the wall, and you need to make that play. You know what I mean? I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's that's my concern right here. It, again, not concerned, but just want to know, want to grow, want to see wh- what's what's better this time around. <laughs> I mean, I, I think when we look at the NFL teams and what they do and you go, I know they're going to that guy. Where mm-hmm. wh- who, who is Michigan's that guy? Like you said, I, I don't know. I do want to see it. And om- almost watching NFL sometimes almost ruins watching Mich- Michigan football because you go, well, just throw it to that guy. Yeah. Just throw it to him. Make him go up and get it. Go down the field and get it. Stand your toes on the sideline and get the ball. Yep. We don't got that guy. We got the guy in the backfield. We know that. Yeah. I mean, that. that- that's what I want to see, and I don't know if it has anything to do with the quarterback once we have, maybe once we figure out who the quarterback is, which I think we got to get into that now. We'll get into that. Do, uh-huh. Should I just play the video first? Or, or obviously, for the, all right, so the people that missed it, Cade did not look good. He looked pedestrian. He looked very, like, uh, yeah. 
he looked worse than he did last year, and I think heading everything that we heard heading through camp and stuff, it, he he was the most improved player. He was going to lead this team better than even last year, and it felt like the exact opposite. Like I said, yeah. he, he he left three very short fields that they only got field goals from, and you can get away with that against a Colorado State in crunch time against the teams that we hope to compete with, that Michigan wants to compete with. That's not good enough, and if they did, and that's really, I know there was the fumble and all this stuff against Michigan State, um, the JJ fumble and stuff. But if we, I'm gonna say we. I'm sorry. I know people get mad when we say we, but I'm gonna say we because that's just who I am. Uh, we're fans here, but th- that was the problem last year in that game. They would have won that game if they would have gotten a couple touchdowns instead of field goals right. early right. on in that game and put the game away completely. So seeing that again. And I feel like it happened in I, other games too early on. I just, I we need touchdowns. Listen, I I think it's really really frustrating to watch what Cade did last year towards the end of his season last year, which he was he was managing the game very well, and uh, you guys he went on to help the team win the Big Ten title and go to the college football playoff. It's a that's a massive deal yep i get it then to show up in your first game this year up against colorado state one of the now worst defenses in in some rankings Mm -hmm. and and you show that kind of performance i mean i i would expect you to be i don't know like 10 for 12 14 for 15 Mm -hmm. something like that Give, give me 200-plus yards. 9 of 18. G- give me 250. Give me 300 yards. Give me three touchdowns. Like, I just I, – I, you, you left me with nothing on the table. Yeah, I just I, – I don't know. I did want to bring up a couple more things, and then we'll, I think we should end the mission conversation with the video and, and kind of discussing sure, the JJK sure. thing. Um, they went 3 of 10 on third down. That's no good. 2 of 2 on fourth, which is fine. Um, but you really want to see a better percentage on third down against a low-end, talented team. Um, like Colorado said, defensively, Michigan held the Rams to 219 total yards, 137 passing, 82 rushing. Um, they were 2 of 11 on third down, forced two turnovers, and had seven sacks along the way. Again, a bad team. They dominated them. Nothing to gain, nothing or everything to lose. Um, they just, I mean, it, it is what it was, right? I mean, it was it was nice to see the athleticism and speed on defense for, from the, who they were, were replacing with um, Hill and um, – Hutchinson and Ojabo gone like that was important to see and I thought against a bad Colorado State team it looked like they were ready to it was more of a reload which I think we we've talked about right it was more of a reload than than anything and that's important to see especially um when you don't want to see them getting destroyed you know what I mean like you can only see good here but I mean it was just nice to see I guess nice to see what you were supposed to see because had Colorado State walked up and down the field, I would have been uh, very nervous from here on out. Yeah. They, they did what they were supposed to do. Yep. And, and just like they've been preaching all, you know, preseason long is, you know, you're not going to see one or two guys be the stars. It's going to be – it's going to be a team effort, and that's what exactly what it is. Because I, I didn't know any of these stats – during the game, I had to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I had to there, get out of the right? stadium, look at the phone, go home, start watching highlights, and go. Wow, okay, that's it's exactly what we were told. Yep. So that was yeah. nice to see. Secondary was good. Yeah. Um, 
pass rush was great in a lot of ways. They were they were causing a lot of havoc yep. inside, outside, all of that stuff. So it, 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 it doesn't answer any questions, but it doesn't create any more questions or concerns, if you will. Absolutely. Um, but getting into the quarterback conversation here, dun, look, dun, we're, dun. we're here. And I, I, I texted you on, I think it was Friday, um, and I was like, dude, I've been like watching these Michigan games in the past, and I'm like, <laughs> JJ's the better guy. There was even like a throw in, in a game, and I, I don't remember what it was, and it was just a dime. Like a, it was a gr- like a fake handoff, just a dime. And I'm like, dang, that was actually a pretty darn good throw by Cade. Because they like – because it was listening to like the radio call of it, and they said Cade did it, that and then all of a sudden Ohio it was game. JJ. I think that's where we're at now, and the con- controversy is officially here already. Week two, week two, and it is uh-huh. here. Um, JJ got in the game a lot earlier. I, so, look, do you want to you want to do the video? Listen, because the the video that I have here does have um, uh, Harbaugh kind of talking about it a little bit. Let's get so, to it. All right, we're gonna do that. Let's see if this works. We're, this is. Flying by the seat of our pants here. All right, so it's working. You see that on there? So people that are with us can watch. See if we can get some sound here. And I'm going to hit play and see what happens here. Let's do this. Kate, how did you sort of feel about the decision to alternate starts this week and next week with, with JJ? And, and where do you think the competition kind of stands? Or, or what are your emotions like given you sort of the it. unusual nature of the next couple of weeks here? Yeah, I would definitely say it's pretty unusual. Um, t- um, it was kind of a thing that I wasn't expecting by the end of camp. Um, you know, I thought I had my best camp. I thought I um, put myself in a good position, um, and that was just a decision that coach went with. Going forward, how do you think this can and will play out? Can it can it work with the two of you? Do you think? I think um, I think coach mentioned that he wanted to. You know, he doesn't really want to do the switching this year. So I think you know, however it shakes out, that's just how it's going to be. Uh... All right, I'm going to pause it right there for a second. Well, for the people that are watching, the body language is terrible. Yeah, he looks defeated. It, it, and look, look, I don't blame the guy. He had a rough game. He had fans booing him. He had fans cheering his back up. That cannot be easy. That can't be easy for anybody. But you're a leader. You got to be better than that, in my he, opinion. He's had the fan base against him for some time. Mm-hmm. Ever since anyone saw a lick of J.J. on the field. They've been drooling over that man. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, now now that he's done what he has done last year, went into uh, an ugly performance with Colorado State, and then you've got reporters asking him about, you know, his his uh, co-partner there. And, yeah, um, yeah I mean, what, what, what do you expect from the guy? I, I get it. Like, it's it's hard for me to be with him. It's hard for me to defend him. Um, but when when he does the things he does in these press conferences and says the things the way he says them, mm-hmm. it's I don't. It's disheartening to a team to a fan base. Yeah. It's it's selfish in a way. Um. But I. I kind of get where he's coming from. Oh, he's yeah. frustrated with himself. Yep. I get it. It's yeah. Poor performance. And he knows JJ's coming for his job. Yep. And he knows come this week because he's the only one besides the rest of that team that knows exactly what JJ is. Mm-hmm. And I think it, he's got it written all over his face that if JJ goes into, into Hawaii and balls out, 
his job is gone. It feels like it, right? That's that's what it looks like. Yeah, let's get a little more into some comments here. There's just a lot to unpack here that I think is worth worth talking about here. Assess Cade's performance today for us. Yeah, I thought he was um, thought he was really good. He had a couple this balls. Is a lot of just uh, non answers, but that were dropped. It's part of it. Uh, but just very good doing uh, doing uh, yeah, executing. As I said, no no issues. You gotta you gotta credit. Give credit to the quarterback as well when, when that's taking place on offense. Um, move the football, score points, um, and uh, thought he had a had a really good game. I thought things were operating really smooth in the first half, um, and you know just finally said, hey, "Let's get JJ in there," you know, and uh, and uh, and he get a, and he was he was electric when he got in. Uh, you know, no question about that, and. Thought that he um, he also went through his reads very well. I mean, it was, uh, it was great to see him. Uh, uh, just probably real, super calm, cool, collected. You know, I think um, you know it's been been conveying. I mean, he's he's greatly uh, he's doing a great job too. You know, and, and really really improved a lot. Um, right, Jim, hurry up, buddy. As you would expect <laughs> from going from your freshman year to your sophomore year. Do you think that? So I'm pause it here. Yeah. But do you think what what he said by getting JJ in there? It almost sounded like it was not planned. E, that's kind of how I felt. It felt like it was like, hey, we got to get this going because it was a. It wasn't like the blowout. It wasn't like a thirty point game when JJ started getting drives and getting playing time. Made a little kick in the pants. Yeah, it felt like it was more or less like like yeah. let's get this thing going. Yeah. Let's get the show on the road here. I think we can all agree. I mean, the the way the way we're doing this, I mean, we're we got a lot more information uh, after two weeks than we would have had two weeks ago. Kind of like so. I brought up, you got more practice time too, right? Not just the games. I want to keep this going just because I, I really like the ending here. Um, one of the things when that was asked that about JJ the said, or sorry, Kate said, happy, seemed disappointed. How do you manage him and? That situation in terms of some of his press conferences are just pointless. Up, that they both have a shot <laughs> moving forward. Um, I don't feel like I have to manage it. It's just uh, they're both tremendous competitors, and uh, you know the. Uh, I mean, both both are warriors. I, mean, I don't I don't feel like I gotta manage anything. I just gotta let them let them go out there and compete and uh, and do what they do. What if the last few days been like for you in handling all of this and the decision that the coaching staff made i mean it's been fine i think you know this is sort of something that i've been dealing with you know what whatever part it was in my career um whether it was before i played you know with joe whether it was you know finally going in whether it was last season and now it's this season i think you know at this point i have a callus made on how to deal with these things So that, that's that's pretty much it there. I mean, if all like in it all, got like better and more bitter with what he said at the end. Yeah. I, oh, uh, it's it is I don't know. it is brewing. It, it really is brewing, and it's I feel bad for for Kate a little bit, but at the same time, this is a business. He's got to be ready. You know, he, he's got to be better. And if you want the job, then then don't. Don't go out and lose it, and and th- I think that's the biggest thing that we we saw on on Saturday is it was a 
performance that's losing it, let alone rather than somebody necessarily going out and winning it. Like, I don't think what, what J.J. does, did, in, does in week two would really win this job unless Cade went out and did what he did against Colorado State. He's more or less losing right. it, giving them a chance or giving them a reason to rip it from him because I don't think nobody nobody's going to see what J.J. does against Hawaii and they're like, told you, and, and that's that's the be-all, end-all. It's his job now. You know yeah. what I mean? But now, based on what we saw from Cade, the body language, everything else, it's yeah. just like, yeah, if he goes so, out and performs, then yeah, it's it's his it's his job. So something I've liked from what Jim has said, he truly, he doesn't have to manage it. From from, he's not managing a team that's got a salary cap. Okay, he's letting guys compete, and he has told them you are going to compete from day one. Mm-hmm. And what we what have we seen time after time? In Jim Harbaugh's era. So take Jake Rudock out of the picture. You had Wilton Spate. Then you had Shea Patterson. Then you had Joe Milton. Then you had Cade McNamara. Then, you know, J.J. enters McCarthy the fold here. McCarthy was in there, right? Is <clears throat> that his name, McCarthy? Oh, uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, take him out of there. But it to me, what, what I keep seeing on repeat is this entitled starting quarterback mindset. I don't know what it is. But it, it, there was always a bad taste with the entitlement, like from, from Shea. You know, like Shea was caught on the golf course just living, like, the high life before he even got to the high life of the NFL. Okay. Before he got to big money. It just he – didn't, he didn't care about football when football wasn't part of the season. Wilton Spate felt – or, to me, felt entitled. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm the starting quarterback. No one's going to take that from me. Well, you were – apparently the only good option and it was a terrible option Mm -hmm. and i I just felt like time after time it's been entitled me 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 and now and now jim's kind of letting nature kind of take its walk here and jj's coming into the fold he's letting jj have a game and we're taking some of that self-entitlement from Cade, and we're kind of seeing this changing of course here i mean you watch what georgia did you watch what alabama did you watch what ohio state has done wasn't it cordell jones that won a natty the year before and lost his job the following year yeah Yeah, i mean i I, I may be wrong but i mean sounds right okay then get the get the better guy in and we're, we're about to find out if we have someone better in jj this coming week yeah no i i agree with all those things um and i think as as michigan fans we need to this is what we've always wanted. We've always wanted competition. We've always wanted Harbaugh to make the change and put the best guy out there to win. That's what we've always wanted. That's what we've always asked for. All of those things. So now that it's finally happening and you get outsiders being like, oh, you guys should be grateful for Cade and, oh, you guys should do this. You guys should. No, we want the best guy. And if Jim thinks JJ's the best guy, that's what we need to do. We do have a couple comments here. Jarrett, yes, you did miss the Gators talk. We mentioned it. Um, <laughs> did you win your softball game? That's what I want to know. Uh, what, what did Carrie say there? I think uh, – or she starts by saying that poor kid um, not think – not what is he? Not think he has the job. Is that what she's saying? That poor kid does not think he has the job. Sorry, I, I screwed that up. She, re- she said it actually really well. 
Um, and then she also <laughs> went out went by and said, I think that guy just has to make himself emotionless in this. Sorry, the things in the uh, way. About this or he'll lose it. Yeah. Now what is Jared's comment worth saying? Yeah, is he yeah okay. He, he, right, he, he, said he thinks it seems all silly. Uh, there's no reason to keep this game up of needing one QB. Just roll a two QB system. Uh, never made sense to me why people think there was, there has to be one. Uh, Chris Leak, you know, he, example. Chris Leak, Tim Tebow, that year uh, was prime example. Urban rolled with both, and both were difficult, or uh, excuse me, different style QBs, and it just worked to perfection, he said. Not just trying to bring Gators into the talk, da-da-da-da-da, sure. No, that's actually, <laughs> I remember that year pretty clearly, I think. Yeah. Tebow was the guy that everybody wanted. Leak went in, and they, they won a national and, championship, if I remember correctly. And I, I, I think what Jarrett's getting at is uh, we don't necessarily have to roll with uh, – we don't need to, like, platoon the QB position at all. You know, like like Jim has done in the past when, when things have been stalling out drive after drive for the offense, he, mm-hmm. he would throw J.J. in there to kind of kickstart things, whether it was just a, yeah. a run-designed RPO with the quarterback or whatever it was. But I, I, I don't think Jim's afraid to do that. If if J.J. stalls out a few drives, he'll throw Cade in there if Cade's still here. Yeah, and and last year was a perfect year to do that, but now give me the better quarterback. And if and that's that's well, what yeah, I think. Of like, course. I think it was a little different with, with Tebow because I think Leak was probably a better thrower than Tebow. At least that's what that people thought. And I think it was just sure. Tebow's first year, like freshman year, similar to what Michigan did last year. So now, in this case, is his Tebow's job to take over. This is Cade or JJ's job to take over. And I, I'm ready for it to happen. And and I hope it does. And look, there's nothing that JJ can. I'm not going to come on here next week and be like, Cade put up X, Y, and Z, and that's why he should be the starter. If he goes out and performs, period. He should be the starter. He, he, I think it's his job to lose, and I hope that it's his job to lose at this point. Yeah. JJ's. Yeah. I don't know if I said that right. I, I get them all mixed up all the time, but I'm pretty sure I said it right. But this is JJ's job to lose at this point. I hope Cade stays based on everything that happens, but I, I don't. I wouldn't think anything otherwise, really. Yeah. I, I, I'm ready to pull the trigger. If it doesn't work, yep. I'm ready to say I was wrong. Yeah, I really absolutely. am. But I think I think it's the right move, and I. I I really do. So sorry, Spartan fans. You guys don't have a QB problem. That must be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch? State of my sports. Moving right along to our Detroit Lions season preview. Uh, the first year of the new regime went really about as expected. They finished 3-13-1 with wins against the Vikings, Packers, and Cardinals with a tie against the Steelers. Uh, it was a very tough start, losing 10 of the first 11 uh, before the tie. Um, or, sorry, with the tie in there. Um, and then won three of their final six games. Uh, the change in play calling, health of Goff, and offensive line, um, and the emergence of... Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown really helped, along with Josh Reynolds coming in, um, someone that Goff was comfortable with, really um, helped the team overall. Um, Combine that with nine of the, the 17 games being decided by one score, it feels like a foundation was was being built um, of a team that, that will, will not roll over and, and just kind of be ready to, to fight, um, fight to the finish. Um, you, you head into year two of this regime, regime um, still with a lot of questions, um, but as Lions do, the the hope 
of the step up is there. Um, and here I am. I've, I've taken that little hope that I have and turned it into almost like the gospel and finding a way to make the playoffs. That's basically what I've done. I, I take a little hopium and then make say. it and make it the real thing. It's just this. I'm not living in an alternate universe because of the hopium. This I, is the. the I didn't thing, know. If, you know. I don't know if hopium was a pill or you like shoot it up or what. I think shooting it up makes more sense. You just get just a little, right, a little taste or something. I don't Got know how it. it all. I don't know. I've never done that before. But <laughs> fall goes right there in the playoffs. That's basically where we're at. But, there you go. Um, did want to talk? Start out with the betting side of things, like I always like to do. Um, mada, to win mada, the mada. Super Bowl, they are plus fifteen thousand. To win the NFC, they are plus six thousand. Um, win the North, they're plus a thousand. They're behind Green Bay, who's minus one seventy-five. Minnesota, who's plus two fifty. And then you got Chicago behind them at plus one thousand and five hundred. Their over/under is set at six and a half wins. If you like the over, you'll get minus one twenty-five. If you like the under, it is plus one hundred five. And then they have a uh, plus four hundred um, to make the playoffs. It's intriguing. I'm personally not going to do it because I don't really like long-term bets. I know Jarrett comes on and he really likes to play the the futures and stuff. Um, that's not really my go-to. I I consider my money very valuable and want to want to return right away. Is kind of where I'm at. So, just fun little futures there, if if you will. But money's valuable. It has a little bit of value. What? Yeah. Jarrett, he says the Lions will go six and eleven. We'll start one and five. Mark my words. All right, I'm going to mark those words right mark now. Mark his words. But do I have to like it? Is that how you mark them uh, on, on the Facebook? Well, don't forget the ha-ha at the end. Okay. So is that a joke? I don't know. All right. <laughs> Anyways. We're Did, gonna st- hang on. I, I, I got to ask you. Did you at least just put like $5 on them winning the Super Bowl? No, I haven't. I would never throw away $5 like that. No? No. I wouldn't. Come on, man. Should I? Well, why not? Like. All right. Maybe I will. I'll do it. Just right, yeah, five bucks. Yeah, what would that pay out? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, right, I'll do. I'll do it during our betting hero segment while you well, explain betting you... hero to our listeners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. We're gonna get into the offensive side of the ball. Quarterback year two under Goff uh, will be better than last year. Am I getting? It's a. What is that from? Oh, it's a thunderstorm. Is that what that is? Uh. Quarterback, oh, is your phone? Is that what it was? <laughs> year two under golf will be better than last year. He finished uh, with a 91.5 quarterback rating uh, with a 67.25 completion percentage and 19 touchdowns to eight interceptions, um, which is really just a step back from his worst year um, as a Rams quarterback other than his rookie year. Um, the stat that everyone seems to love with golf is that he was ranked number or he was ranked 25th out of all quarterbacks in air yards, which was a 6.4 um, air yards per attempt, which is not good. Very short passes and all that kind of stuff. He had he had no confidence last year, uh, little to no support with his wide receivers and tight ends for the majority of the season with injuries. Um, and if he can find his way back to be like kind of the middle of his what he was in the best year at um, in I guess L.A. or wherever they were before St. Louis. As a Ram, and kind of mix that, be meet in the middle between his best year and his worst year, uh, which mm-hmm. was last year. I, I think that'll be a really nice step up. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And kind of be closer back to that number one overall pick. Not that I think he deserved a number one overall pick, but it is what it is. Uh, so $5 will pay 755 Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to do that. All right. I'm That's in. it? I'm down. That's not bad. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't take oh, that? I, I, I That's, you should bet on it. Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Why? Because I don't believe in it. What, what, why are you making me do it then? Because you're a fan. You're a giant fan. You're their number one. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of crazy fans, like face paint guys and like weird <laughs> yeah. hat guys and stuff. That's not the there, fan I am. I'm the fan. I, I love the lines. I really, really do. There are adults that do face paint. That's, I, that uh, blows my mind. Very I weird. Just, I just don't understand how uh, to do it. Ye- there's some that even wave flags. And stuff. No, I'm just kidding, Jared. <laughs> you know I love you, buddy. <laughs> no, um, uh, I, I think the the wide receiver and tight end here that I want to get into next is a really a massive step for, up from what we saw last yeah. year with Amon Ross St. Brown um, being potentially the third option um, once Jameson Williams comes back. It, the, the weapons will just – they won't be the excuse that, that um, for Goff. If Goff can't, can't move the ball with these weapons – um, we'll, we'll know a lot with them. Uh, last year when Josh Reynolds got comfortable and St. Brown emerged, uh, you saw a glimpse of, of the golf that you assume this regime believes in. Mm-hmm. Do we think, I mean, do we think he's going to be great? No, but is he serviceable? Is he good enough to run the type of offense they are? I think we've seen him do it with a different team, with a different type of, you know what I mean? But it's possible, and that's what we're trying to figure out is can he be good enough that we don't need a draft quarterback, that we don't need to bring someone else in. All of those things are, are the interesting parts. But, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. You know, that, that's where your GM comes in, right? Building a team, not not specifically around Jared Goff, but giving the team a lot of pieces and a lot of talent where talent may lack and make up for, you know, his his, I don't know, lack of – quarterback ability I guess we'll call it right so you you want to you want to pick up the slack with other talent around him is what you want to do I mean if he's he's not going to be your top five quarterback right I mean maybe maybe in his first five years it was questionable like man he he may be an absolute dynasty type of quarterback but at this point in the game at this time in his career you need to put talent around him on the defense and the offense we do have a comment because I was calling out people that paint their faces. So Carrie is saying yes as the guy who was head to toe red at the Red Wings game seven. Oh. Um, I was also 19 years old, so yeah, I was an adult, oh, but I, I couldn't even drink yet. Classic. So I had to I had to create my own fun oh, instead of just word. consume fun. You know, <laughs> gosh, it was one time. All right, won't do it again. Promise you that. Unless Easton wants me to, maybe. maybe well, but also five dollars for fifty-five uh, for the Packers to win it. Um, not worth putting money on that. No. Um, Saint Brown, Chark, and Reynolds are the top three wide receivers right now, with Khalif Raymond and Quintez Cephas as the main backups until the first-round pick, Jameson Williams, gets healthy. Um, you also have Hawkinson as a very nice security blanket, um, with a lot to prove here in his contract year. Um, I really do like the way this offense. Um, the weapons around the depth is there, huge upgrade, and, and just really like the way that it looks on paper here um, heading into the year. Uh, you got the O-line, who I believe can can be truly elite. You got Decker at the left tackle, Jackson left guard, Ragnow center. Um, Kramer, Kramer uh, sounds like he's going to be the right guard with uh, Vitae out. Um, but once Vitae comes back, that'll make a huge difference. Um, you also got Stenberg in there that can get in there. And then Sula at right tackle, um, very, very solid offensive line, could very well be an elite group. Um, but it feels like a lot of hope. It feels like a lot of 
um, on paper, and, and I want to see it to believe it. I do. I think a elite offensive line will make this job so much easier for the weapons. It'll be so much easier for Goff, and it'll open things up that you can really run the ball when you need to and want to and throw that play action. Like, it just it makes such a big difference when you can do it. Um, and, and that's, I think, that's going to be the foundation of the offense, and then everything else should come together if the offensive line can. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. A um, lot, of, lot of high-end talent there. It, it really is an exciting thing for, for Lions fans to see that. First week is going to be a good test. It will be. Yeah, you got the Eagles. Eagles have a very good defensive line, yeah. um, very good run stop. Uh, they get pretty good pressure on the quarterback, but um, they're stopping the run is, is a, one of their, their – their best bets you know they, they do a great job with that oh that jordan um, davis guy yeah yeah he's gonna be yeah. interested that's gonna be an argument this time next week is should we got davis, <laughs> got davis? right um, yeah we'll see running back room you got swift and williams are clearly the one and two um and when when healthy and then you got uh reynolds there uh who had a couple solid games last year uh deandre swift comes back he played in 13 games uh, last year had only 617 yards with a 4.1 average and five touchdowns. I actually didn't get the receiving yards on this. I should have put that on there. Uh, Jamal Williams in 13 games had 153 attempts, 601 yards for a 3.9 average and three touchdowns. Craig Reynolds comes back, five games played, only 55 attempts, 230 yards. Pretty solid 4.2, not bad for a guy off the street. Um, the, the health is so, so important for this this off or for this um, running game. I think Swift could really have a nice bounce, like breakout season. I personally believe in him. I know there's going to have those doubters. Can he stay healthy? Can he do this? But if you have a top five to seven offensive line, the talent that Swift is catching the ball, running the ball, so dynamic at times. You, we've all seen it. Man, he he could have a thousand games on the ground or a thousand yards on the ground, thousand yards in the air, and that is what this offense needs to really. Let the wide receivers go to like it. Let these guys do their job. Let Hawkinson not be your first option in a route. Like that's what we were dealing with when he oh, was yeah. healthy last You're year. Right. He, you were designing plays for Hawkinson. That's not what you do with tight ends. Tight ends are your dump down when your first two or three options aren't there. Tight end will be. That's your safety blanket. He was used as the number one option when he was healthy last year. If you can make him the safety security blanket that Goff needs to make this thing work, like man. This this offense could I don't think it's ever going to be like high flying and, and be a top five offense by any means, but like they control the ball, they can run out the clock, they can pound it, they can throw like they can put together a really nice offense, and it will only make that defense better. Well, you you look year after year when you see the top tier running backs, stop calling them running backs. Yeah, they're like just start labeling them as athletes like they do in college, right? They're stop going for that that north and south runner, you know, just running downhill type of guy. Like those those days are honest to goodness gone. You can maybe use that type of guy every here and there, rotate him in, but you need an athlete that can do everything out of the backfield. They can run the ball. They can hit the gaps that they need to. They can get around the edge. They can catch the ball out in the flat. You you need to keep those guys and doing what they're doing. And Swift, keep using him the way he can be used. Yeah, my overall thoughts on the offense. I mean, everybody knows they're the highest paid offense, right? That's what everybody talks about. And the highest paid offense shouldn't hope to be a top 15. But that's kind of where I'm setting my goal at. If you can be a top 15 offense – 
and upgrade the defense a little bit. We'll get into the defense here soon. But a top 15 offense, if you can find your way in there in different ways, like just overall good offense, that that is good for me. That's what I want to see. Obviously, I'd love to see more. I would love to see a top five. But they're not going to be that high-flying, just throw the ball over the field that everybody's like, ooh, fear that offense. It's more or less like a, wow, how did they do that? Just 100 daggers just killed us. Slowly, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely dominated the ball. What, what did Jarrett say about well, So he, he had an interesting comment. He said, uh, Stroud will go first in the draft, and Lions will trade up to get Bryce Young for the second QB so you can have the Young-Williams-Bama combo. Okay, if Stroud goes first in this draft, I don't believe that. I don't think Stroud will go first in this draft. I think Bryce Young is going to go first in this draft. I completely I, agree. I watching Stroud in that Notre Dame, he still looks like a kid. He looks like very immature and he he I don't know, he looks like a deer in the headlights at times. And I don't want that. And like if he's looking at a deer in the headlights in, in college, I can't imagine it, what he would look like next year. His mechanics seem a little cumbersome. It, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think Bryce Young is the better quarterback personally, but that's just my opinion, but um, Moving on. Hopefully we don't have to get a quarterback in the draft. Um, previewing the defense, the defensive line, you got Charles Harris, Hutchinson on the edges with McNeil and Brockers hopefully clogging up the middle. Assume they, they uh, will create pressure there. Harris coming back is huge uh, with the injuries to Aquara Brothers and Pascal. Um, he had a career year last year with seven and a half sacks really by himself. I mean, he didn't, he didn't really have any support. It was just an ugly um, pass rush. It was an ugly defensive line. It did not click well. Um, but they are moving to that 4-3 base, which will be uh, interesting to see. Um, when teams have to worry about the other edge guy like Hutch, that's going to open things up for Charles Harris as well. I think the depth is becoming a, a starting depth. Higher-end higher, higher end guys, you know, if you will, um, Right. I, I think is, is going to be nice. I, obviously, with the injuries, the depth doesn't seem that exciting um, or comfortable right now. But when you have high-end talent... You're not sending out scrubs anymore, and that's that's the nice thing uh, about adding Hutch and, and what this is going. I think, uh, look, they uh, got to they got to create pressure organically. That's the biggest thing. So then, the linebackers and and um, corners don't get left out on islands constantly. That's really the key of this this uh, defense, and it'll make them better as a whole. Is getting true pressure, stopping the run in inside the tackles. All of those things need to happen. Um, and I think they're getting set up. They're going to be better. Um, I like Lane McNeil. I like Brockers. I, I just I, I think Brockers is going to kind of have that nice bounce back year like Vitae did last year. It didn't go well his year one in Detroit. I think this will be he's getting more comfortable and, and will be uh, back to this, the player that he was back in L.A., if, if you will. Sure. Um, just getting pressure is going to be very, very important, and they're, they're setting themselves up for that. Um, just ha- you just got to see it happen. Um, on the uh, for the DBs, uh, nice to see Akuda win the job over Will Harris. Um, and if Akuda is a true starting corner in this league, let alone half the guy that everybody expected him to be as the number three overall pick, um, coming out of LSU. I mean, you have a solid duo there with him and Warrior, um, and the depth is growing as well with Will Harris, Hughes, Lucas, and Price. Look, I'm not gonna say that these are world beaters or anything, but the they had time last year. We learned a lot about them. They can play in this league. The depth is, is growing, and you got higher-end guys than, than what we've had in the past. Um, you got Tracy Walker coming back, bringing um, in Deshaun Elliott as, as safeties. Uh, he has five years of experience coming over from the Ravens. Uh, it really feels like the starting 
um, they're starting to put together NFL starters. They're not just throwing out scrubs anymore. Feels good, right? It does. It really does. Now, does is it going to translate? Is it going to be easy? No. I get all of those things, but yeah, gr- early it's nice pain. to see. It's nice to see names that are um, deserve to be in the league and not guys that we're learning about two week, two days before the game. Right. And then we're learning by a guy named Jonathan S- Smith is out there. Like, you know what I mean? Playing cornerback. Like, it's just <laughs> – I don't want to learn anybody's name like we were last year. It feels like that was the game last year. It goes, who is in on this tackle? Name that lion. You know, like nobody knew who they were. Um, All as you long hear as they is stay healthy, yeah, it's like, just a paper's like, oh, who the f is that guy? Oh, <laughs> like, uh, no, but it, it's it's fun to see um, linebackers. Um, I, I still believe it's going to be the weakest link in the or defense. Um, Malcolm Rodriguez, it sounds like uh, will be there, but you got Anzalone, Anzalone and Chris Board, who will be the core guys, and then you got Rodriguez, Barnes, and Josh Woods all competing to be those backups. It's going to be um, it, it, I, I, the the snap count is going to be interesting. I don't care so much about the starters, anything like that. It's the snap count. Who's out there when it matters most? Why are they using Malcolm Rodriguez here? Why are they using Derek Barnes there? Why is Anzalone always on the field? Those things are going to be interesting. I don't like the high-end talent, um, but the depth is starting to to come together a little bit. If Derek Barnes is is a backup, that's a good problem to have. If Malcolm Rodriguez is a backup – it, look, I mean, as much as we all like what he we saw in hard knocks and in preseason games, it's still going to be a rookie, a rookie linebacker. It's not easy. Derek Barnes, we saw that last year. It was not easy for him at times. Um, and but Anzalone needs to be that leader, and I hope that it really works out. And I hope Derek Barnes takes a nice step up too. Um, overall thoughts on the defense. Um, look, Campbell said it in hard knocks last week. Um, he said it looks like we got a defense, guys, and that was. Very interesting to to hear him say, um, because it was against the Steelers and they were they were they they were playing that bend and not break defense, you know, and that's good to see. But it was also ugly at times too, where there there it wasn't great. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's they were bottom three in most categories last season, so I don't think they can um, take that big of a step up. But switching to the four three front will will be interesting and added talent i think that's that's another really important thing um is when you have true talent um you'll you'll put you'll you'll make more plays and that that's really important um campbell described it moving through to a four three is front allows them uh to be more aggressive and not just kind of like hope to hit the gaps but more or less be the ones that are creating the gaps and make the offense react to you and you're not just reacting and hoping um thought those were interesting words the hope Close your eyes and just hope that you hit the guy. That is what he thought he saw last year. And going to this this base should help them kind of get more in the backfield and create havoc and make them adjust to you and not just fill the holes, you know. I, I think that that was a very interesting way to, to hear it. Um, right, just basically being present. I just, I'm just here. No, no, you're, you're, you are going to get into the backfield. You are going to wreak havoc and – Cause damage. Yep. Um, it's just overall thoughts for it's just a huge wait and see for me. But I, I just love the depth and high end talent that's that's being put in front of us. Um, and I'm not going to overreact when they lose week one. I, I I think this is still a work in progress. I need to keep telling myself that. I need to keep telling myself that. It's more or less for myself, not for the people listening. Right. Right. Keep our heads level headed here, and and just go in and and be in these football games. That's the real goal is be in these football games and just flip a couple couple of those 
you know, I, I think I said it was like nine of seventeen were, were one score games. Turn half of those into wins. Have don't have the extra blowout. You know what I mean? Like that's where right, you can really right. start seeing something yeah, come yeah. together. You don't want you don't want to see one of those where, where you're hosting the Jets and you just like the Sam Darnold game, right? That was three years ago. Yeah, was, that was year one of of uh, Patricia. Oh, okay, that was that was a while ago. Yeah. Sorry, you don't want to see that. No, you do not. No, 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 no. You do not. <clears throat> um, I do have a breakout player. I think it's gonna be DJ Shark. Um, I think he could explode on the scene early on um, and be the guy that knocks the top off the defense that that kind of gets those air yards back going um, before Jameson Williams comes back. I think it's a really important role for this offense. To, for the to make the defense um, fear that from happening, and if you don't have a wide receiver that can, that can can do that, you they're not going to respect it. You know, we got to see it early on that Goff can hit them. We got to see all these things, but we all, first of all need the wide receiver that can get downfield quickly and make those big plays. I'm surprised you didn't go with Swift. I had Swift at first. Did you? <laughs> I did, and then I just didn't know if that that should count. I think he had somewhat of a breakout year, um, and that's probably just my own like someone that's dialed in. I guess you sure. feel like he's already been on the scene, even though he probably really hasn't. I think that that's actually a good one. I actually had him as my dark horse MVP. I think he could have a really good year. Um, the thousand yard rushing, thousand yard passing or receiving—that's his goal. Um, okay, and I think that's where I, I I think he could be our MVP of this 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 season. I I really do. Well, that's fair. When you're not looking at the unit of the offensive line. It needs to be the offensive line, but it's got to be a player, and the, and the running backs are the yeah. ones that, that battle the most. Do you have somebody that stands out as like a breakout that, that you're interested in other than Hutch? <laughs> no, I, I I think I'm most interested to see Jamison Williams. Yeah. I mean, just w- when he gets out there the second half or the s- w- when, whenever, whenever, it, whenever yeah. he gets out there. You know, just what does he look like in the NFL? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just – Intriguing to me. I think a don't forget about player for me is is Hawkinson. I think it's easy mm-hmm. to forget about him when yep. you bring in Jameson Williams. You got some other wide receivers. Everybody's all excited about. You got a really good running game, great offensive line. This guy could could still become a top five tight end in this league. I really believe that he has the talent. He fits the mold. He right. comes from this right school. <laughs> like this is exactly <laughs> what tight ends are. And this is the year that it should happen. That, that should we should start seeing those things. If he can stay healthy, I think we're in for a really big year. And people are going to be like, "Who the f is this guy?" You know what I mean? They, people are going to f- forgot about him in a lot of ways. And be like, "Dang, I forgot that he was there. Forgot that he could do this." I mean, in a way, I think sometimes the more weapons you have, the bigger years that some of those guys can have. Right? I mean, half the time. I mean, if you do have numerous weapons on the offense half the time like I was saying those guys can be decoys you know for for lack of a better term I mean you you have so you got Swift out there you got Shark out there you got um, Hawkinson out there then you've got uh, I'm on right I'm on Rod say Brown and then you you keep throwing all of your best weapons out there on a consistent basis you're gonna see guys numbers go through the roof Mm-hmm. Whether it's St. Brown this year, whether it's Hawkinson another year, however it plays out, I mean, those things can happen quickly. Yeah. So I uh, did want to get into the, the the floor. I think the the record as a floor, and this might be a little too high because I know the ass can hit the fans so quickly, but I'm going to go with a five and twelve as as their floor. 
and and they're cautiously saying that because obviously they could go 0-17 as well, but I think being realistic here, I think they could have two division wins. Let's say they split with the Vikings and Bears. I don't think that's unreasonable. They'd probably get swept by the Vikings and maybe beat the Bears twice. That's a reasonable as well. So let's just say with two division wins and then three more um, between the Seattle Giants, Jets, Jags game, and then maybe you'd throw another one in there as a as a fifth. Three of those five, I think. You know what I mean? Like that's where I came up with my five. Do you think that's fair, or does that like I know Lions five wins as a floor seems very high, but it seems reasonable when you look at the schedule, right? <laughs> would you go? I, you would go I, a little lower. No, I I I wouldn't honestly. I mean, you look at Se- Seattle's a freaking disaster. Mm-hmm. Giants, you don't know what you have in the Giants. I think they're a much better coach team. You know, I, I just don't know if they have the talent to keep up. Uh, Jets, huge question mark, you know. So both New York teams have no idea. Jags, I think they're going to be bad. I, I, I think your floor is just fine, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. So, um, For their ceiling, I, I went a little conservative here. Obviously, I could go complete hopium and, and kind of put the – <laughs> pedal of the metal here and, and, and get all these wins. But I, I'm going to go with 10. I just don't see how they get more than that. Um, I think realistic, you split the first two. Um, you lose the third. You just kind of If you can go you know, 50, 50, or 500 through the first four games and then you go into New England in week five with, with something to prove and kind of like that could be a key game to see which way this, this season is going to go. Um, but 10 is kind of my max. I don't think they beat the, I don't think they beat the Packers. Um Let's say you beat sweep the Bears, beat the Vikings once at home. Like then you can start seeing these games kind of start coming together. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got you got Dallas, you got oh you got to go to Dallas, Green Bay twice, right? You got Carolina, which I'm sorry, I'm I'm high on Carolina. I'm gonna give them. Are you really? I am. I I think they're gonna surprise me. I love, I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy though. So, um, you got Buffalo coming in. That's five losses like that can I personally can almost guarantee. That's not even getting into the let's say the away loss at uh Minnesota and I mean there there's other losses on there. I think 10 is is a a fair ceiling. Uh, I will give you that. Actually going to Minnesota is a little difficult. It is. That's tough for anybody. I, it's they're they're all about their purple. They love their purple. They purple people out. They eat people purple people eaters. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, I don't so, know. So, yeah, I, I I can see where you got your your ten and seven. I I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. may, maybe maybe you have uh, you know give or take one from your ten. You know, depending on how things fall. But I mean, I I, I guess the way I would see it is ten's fair. If if you have a couple key injuries, you know, halfway through the year or what have you. Yeah, maybe maybe you fall to that nine, and if you guys stay extra healthy, maybe you get another win or two. I yeah, don't know. no, I think I think that's definitely fair. My personal prediction is I'm I'm fighting between eight and nine wins. I'm gonna go with the eight, sure, because I'm gonna play that that cautious game. Eight and nine season feels it feels realistic, but there's gonna be that. I feel like that's where they're gonna be is between eight and nine wins, and it's gonna come down to maybe heck, maybe they'll throw a tie in there. It'll be eight, eight and one. It'll be five hundred right across <laughs> the board. I don't know. Seems like it, that could very well happen, right? We gotta stop with the ties in the NFL. Yeah, right. Stop tying. It's ridiculous. How, that, how does that still happen? I I like, cannot freaking tell you. They need to get that figured out. Just it's, it's stop. Brutal. 
Um, so my, my iPad did finally get charged. Hey, how about so that? So I did want to use it for um, our schedule game music. Let's do it. Amongst yourselves. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen, look, you know, I think anyone who's got Buffalo scheduled is looking at themselves going, okay, how do we get How do yeah. we get through this game? Everybody that has, plays the schedule game has their So, you know, okay, bring me up to speed because I can't remember exactly how it has gone the last couple seasons with kind of like the juggernaut team on the schedule. Kansas City – you kept it close, right? Yeah, it was a really good game a couple years ago with Stafford. Absolutely, they actually Lions should have won that. They were the better team that day. Okay, and and they kind of got screwed in a lot of kept ways. Kept that close. You yeah. kept Arizona close last year. Beat Arizona last year. Beat Arizona. There was another game that you kept close that was um, a really good team. Ravens. They, when they were, it was pretty early on in the year. Yeah. I, um. Yeah. Tied the Steelers. Uh, beat the Cardinals, like we said. Beat the Packers. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have it in front of me, but the, I mean, they've been known to do that. They keep their tough games close. But look, Buffalo on Thanksgiving, they're going to be look. They're going to be having a grand old time. It's going to be one of those games. They're going to dominate us, unless some. I mean, crazy things could happen. But <laughs> I don't know. It's my. I don't have very high hopes for for that game. Let's just say the least. But um, <laughs> I did. So yeah. Um, I want to get into our our, our schedule game here. I'm gonna I'm gonna play some music though. Can, can I play some music for this? Do it. Do it. All right, let's see if I got it going here. A little prime, a little prime music. Is that what it's called? NFL prime, prime time. Prime time. Dion. All right. So it's just me and you, so. That's fine. Fun, uh, fun I got stuff tiny decisions here. coming fun up. Stuff here. All right. So week one, playing our schedule game here, the official schedule game of State of My Sports here for the Detroit Lions. Um, week one, the Lions play our home against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to go with a loss. I'm going to go with a loss also. All right, so that's sorry. a big L. Um, sorry, let me just do this and this, and then we'll be good to go. Um, Washington, second second week, they're hosting Washington. That's where I I, I feel one of those two they're going to steal. I'm going to go with the Washington game. They're home against Washington. What? what? It's a W, see? Oh, that's, it's a big W? You got a W? Well, yeah, right I got to win. I got to win. You got to win? Yeah. There's a W. I see that. <laughs> the football yeah, team. Are yeah. they still the football team or what are they? They're the commanders now, right? No one cares. All right. Week three, they are at Minnesota. I have a loss. Loss. Week four, they host Seattle. I have a win. Win. All right. So two and two through four. And you go to visit. And we go to coach. New England, the Matt Patricia led offense. <laughs> Look. This is all jokes aside. This game is very interesting to me. I'm gonna give them uh, the yeah, win. Yeah. I know it's probably silly because it's Bill Belichick, but I just don't trust that offense. I you're think giving who the one? Who's them? Lions. Okay, you're giving giving the Lions, the, Lions the, win. the win. What are you doing? Mm. Is this a good spinner? I'll give them the win. You're gonna give them, oh, I'll, I'll, g- I'll oh. give them the win. You just, you're just I, I I I think Matt Patricia is just gonna sabotage his offense. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, probably. Just. Uh, week six, they have a bye week. Week seven, they are in Dallas. I have a loss. Uh, I think that's a loss. Alrighty. Um, week eight, they play home against Miami. I think we're gonna. I, I feel like I'm gonna say loss, but I feel like I can change that after week two, because I will know more about Miami. <laughs> there, I'm more interested to see how Miami is yeah. gonna work, let alone the Lions. It, 
I'm going to start with a loss, but I would love it if you did win and we could do a coin flip, but that's up to you. Okay, let's do a coin no, flip. No, I mean, you don't have to. No, I... You seemed hesitant to give a loss, so... Maybe well, I should be the one that gives a win. Well, no, I, I just... I, I, I like the talent. I mean, listen, do, do I think Tua is just the cat's meow? No, but Tyreek is still there, and he's still fast and still <laughs> exhilarating, yeah. so... Yeah. You're going to give him know. a win, though. So let's, uh, let's flip a coin here. Win or loss? Win. Win. Wow. Oh, boy. This is going to get out of hand. All right. Hosting Green Bay in week nine. I got a loss. <laughs> I'm going to go with a loss, too. All Just right. Week 10, they're at Chicago. I personally have a win here. I think Chicago's really bad. I know going to Chicago is never easy, especially for the <laughs> Lions, but I think it's possible. What do you got? I'll give I'll give the Lions a win. Yeah? Yep. All right. That means another win for the Lions. At New York Giants, I got a win. Win. Hosting Buffalo on Thanksgiving, I got a loss. That is a loss. Then they go to, or they host Jacksonville. Who's going to be the better edge rusher that day? I think the Lions got the win there, personally. I don't, I want to see it to believe <laughs> I, yeah, it with Jacksonville just, just as much as I want to see it to believe it for Detroit. Wow, who's their coach? I got a win. Peterson? Yeah, Doug Peterson. Uh, what do you got? I'll give you a win. Yeah? Don't yeah. want to spin it. You don't want to let the wheel decide? No, I'm good with it. All right. And they host Minnesota. Now, basically how this is rolling, I would probably say lost now, but I originally had a win. I, th- I think it's a good split with them. You split with Minnesota. That's where I'm at. So I'm going to give them lines the win. I'm going to give him the loss. All right, so we got to spin the wheel. It's another win. Cha-ching. Oh, boy, this this is playoffs, guys. This is, oh, boy, this is not good for, for my pants. <laughs> Here we go. Shoot All him right. up. Week 15 there at New York Jets. I, I just don't believe in the Jets. I don't believe in the Jets either. I got Sorry. a win for the Lions. You as well? Correct. All right. Got at Carolina. I got a loss. Christmas Eve, Saturday. Christmas Eve. Dude, if if Baker's playing and he's playing for a playoff spot, that's there's that. no chance the Lions win this game, right? No, no. Even though the Lions will be right there for the playoff spot, right? <laughs> um, week seventeen, they host Chicago. I got another win. Win. Oh, wait, do we need to spin the wheel? Oh no, we had sorry. That's a loss, and that's a win. Don't make me spin the wheel. And then at Green Bay, obviously things can change. You got week 17 or, or 18. Are they playing for something? On paper right here right now, I'm going to say the Lions lose this game. Is where I'm at. Uh, I, think, I think it's hard for me to see that Lions team go into Green Bay in the snow and win. I'm going to say a loss. All right. That's a loss. All right, so I'm going to tally it up here. You ready for this? Drum roll. Don't count into the mic. How many games are there total now? 17? Correct. So the Detroit Lions record is in. The Detroit Lions win five of the last six games to make the playoffs, I'm assuming, with an 11 in six record. Hey. 
Yeah. I, I sure I, freaking I told, hope so. I told you it was a give and take. He could end up with 11. He gives, I take. Or I I take. He yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Go with that. That was fun. I, that makes me really excited. Well opinion. done. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. Let me correct that guy. We are the authority. We are the authority. So don't tell us that we're not the authority. We are the authority. Speaking of authority, we got our picks. I don't know why it ha- what that has to do with authority, but <laughs> I give you the authority to tell us where we've all finished this week. All right, first I'm gonna do this and see if it works. Thursday night what? football on Prime Video. Oh, they got their own little jingle. They got their own jingle now, oh. right? All right. Down a little bit. We're getting a little, getting a little crazy here. It's not Thursday yet. Who, who are the announcers for Prime? Do you know? Oh, it's uh, Kirk Herbstreit and Al Michaels. That might be a fun combo. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really think that that yeah, could be interesting. All right, explain betting here. Actually, don't. I'll do it real quick. We're just gonna go quick. If you're interested in sports betting, go to bettinghero.com. Plug in code promo code MIBETS. Sign up. What they'll do is they'll they'll lay out all the best promos available in the sports betting world. Whatever site you want to use, there'll be one there. And there's a lot of free money to be had right now. If it's your first time betting, highly recommend starting on bettinghero.com. Promo code MIBETS. MIBETS. Last week I went two and four. Ryan went five and one. John went three and three. Micah went four and two. Ryan is leading the way with an eight and three record. John we- and you are tied at six and five. What? Did I say something wrong? No, Ryan's cheating. And I brought in three. I'm bringing up the rear with a three and eight record. We gotta talk to him. That's cheating. So starting with our Thursday night football picks, we got the Bills at the Rams, which I don't think this is a Thursday night official. I think this is an NBC game. I think they always get Week One. I could be wrong on that though. That might have that might have changed. I, I honestly don't know. I bet you this is gonna pull up a random video. I don't, I don't know. Want Jeff that. Bezos has a lot of money, so he probably just bought it. You <laughs> right. Know? I don't exactly. Know. Um, so you got the Bills at the Rams. Rams are two and a half point underdog. You got Ryan taking the Bills. You got John taking the Rams. Micah, what are you doing? Bills. I am taking the Bills as well. Bills start out with a bang. I think I would. Yeah. They're going to show Bills. the NFL they mean business. Sunday Night Football, you got the Bucks at the Cowboys. But, uh, Cowboys, also a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Ryan is taking the Bucks. John is taking the Cowboys. What are you taking? Uh, I'm going to go with, oh, boy. Is Brady going to be ready? You know what? Give me the Cowboys and a stunner. I hate taking that pick, but I don't know. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I really do. I don't think the Bucks are right. I don't think Tom Brady's right. Something's not right with well, everything going on there. Isn't uh, isn't Vita Vea uh, injured? Or yeah, I think they lost two offensive linemen already. Yeah, give me the Cowboys for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the last NFL game, we got the Eagles at the Lions. Lions a four-point underdog. This, we got home dogs in our picks today. Um, Ryan's taking the Eagles. John's taking the Eagles. What are you doing, Micah? Mm, give me the Lions to cover. I think they will, too. I got the Lions. 
might not be the smartest pick in the book, but yeah, we'll it'll be fun anyways, right? That's kind of how it yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next we have our college football picks. Getting into that, we got a top 25 matchup with number 10 Baylor at number 25 BYU, minus three and a half. BYU is a favorite in this game. Did I write that down right? I got to double check it. You never <laughs> we know. Got, we got to double check your work <laughs> lately. <laughs> I know, right? This is, this is getting bad. I got a lot going on. Let me go to the right thing here. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. Great radio stuff. Everybody loves this. BYU is a three-and-a-half point favorite. Get Hosting out. Baylor. What? Every, John's got Baylor. Ryan's got Baylor. I got Baylor. What are you doing, Micah? Baylor. Seems like Smash, smash, smash. I don't understand how BYU is favored. That's going to be an know. interesting one to diagnose as, as things go on. That might Probably that might because Jamal Williams put a bunch of money on his school. Did he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jamal Williams from BYU? Yeah, he is. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Next, you got Akron at number 15, Michigan State. Michigan State is a 34-and-a-half-point <sighs> favorite. Ryan and John are both taking MSU. I'm going to take Akron. I don't think MSU – I didn't see anything that would make me think MSU can beat anybody by 35 points. That's the way I'm going to look at it until I see it. I'm just going to – Did MSU the, cover last they week? They did buy it. Well, they or, pushed They pushed our, our our picks, but it got moved down to 21.5 where I put money in and I lost that, if that means anything to you. Oh, give me Michigan State. All right, I'm going to be wrong again because you guys are always right, and I'm always wrong in our last game of the week. You got Hawaii at number eight, Michigan. That is Michigan not, is a 51-point no favorite. 51 points. Wow. Ryan's taking Michigan. No John's way. taking Hawaii. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, give me J.J. McCarthy for... The cover? Yeah. I think Michigan <laughs> covers this game. I think they absolutely they they might put up seventy. I, I, I think they could. I think they could easily put up seventy. I think they will probably get the over and I think they will probably cover on their own. I I expect fifty one. That is a line. Are and you I ex- kidding me? And and the the biggest thing for me is if JJ puts up a show, let's say he just goes out there and I'm, again, I'm not gonna say that because J.J. does X, Y, and Z that he should be the starter. But what I really like is when they pull J.J. after a 35, 40-point performance. Who are they going to put in? Cade McNamara. And guess who wants to put up points? Cade McNamara. (laughs) And he's going to take advantage of that opportunity, is the way I expect it to go. I said it two weeks ago, take the over for Michigan in the the first two games. Sorry, not take the over, take the spread. And take the over. It's gonna happen. I'm just I'm convinced of it, and he's I'll gonna, probably be wrong. He's gonna have the OC piping in. We're gonna go with the run play, and Cade's like, "Yeah, we'll see about that." <laughs> right. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. Remind everybody what we're drinking tonight. Absolutely. From Big Lake Brewing in downtown Holland, Michigan, drinking orange cream shandy. All right, I'm going to pull up a little more on, on, on tap, so keep on going. Explain orange cream shandy. Uh, it's a full pint, believe it or not. That is 16 fluid ounces. Everyone loves that. 
Uh, a traditional wheat beer brewed with refreshing orange cream flavor and milk sugar. Milk sugar has become kind of like this new thing that a lot of breweries are starting to do. I don't know exactly what it does. Ask your local brewer exactly what it does to the beer. It kind of, to me, it kind of makes it easier to drink. Um, I don't know. It's it's a little bit of sweetness, kind of a smooth, I don't know, like mouth taste to it, I guess, the way it drinks. But this doesn't taste like your traditional shandy where it's overpowered with, you know, seemingly a bunch of sugar. Like, yeah. you know, say Line and Kugel Summer Shandy feels, you know, if you start drinking too much of it, it tastes a little bit too sugary and you start kind of getting that, that gut rot feeling that nobody likes. Yeah. But this is a good beer. It is uh, 4.8% alcohol by volume, uh, five IBUs, not a whole lot of bitter in there. Um, obviously, not just being a shandy, you're not going to get that. But um, I, I, I would agree with your description, though. It's like it's not as thick, you know, on on the palate like a shand like a, a lemonade shandy yeah. usually is. Yep. Um, it tastes a little more pure to what a beer should be. Yeah. Um, a little less shandy, a little more beer, I guess, if that's a good way to say it. Yeah, I think it's nice. Um, good. Not not my favorite. I'm not, I'm not a big orange flavored fan. Um. But I, I would say it's pretty solid. So um, I'm, I'm personally going to go with a 7-8. Oh. All right. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I don't know. That might be a little low. I actually like it quite a bit. Um, I'm going to go with an 8-1. Eight, 8-1. One. Eight, one. Not a bad score. Not a bad score. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I just – we were talking college football. We are like, we think Big Lake when we think college football. All right? day long. Because you got the haze and blue. I haven't had one of those yet. I, oh, man, I'm surprised I made it through Saturday without drinking one. I might have to drink one Saturday night. Haze and blue and Sparty Party. Yeah. Do not what time, forget What about time it. does Michigan State play? This, do they play at noon? I'm assuming so. It's a good question. And I would Michigan's, Michigan's it's a Michigan's got the night game, game which we've got beers and bikes, and we're going to head out. Yeah. Head a, we're going to end here, right? I think is that what the plan yeah. is? Yeah. That should be fun. Yeah, so if you guys are interested, we'll be downtown on our bicycles. We're gonna be brew hopping. Sorry. No, play it. No, I no, it's my bad. <laughs> no, seriously. We're gonna be brew hopping. If you see us downtown, come share a brew with us. Might even buy you one. There you go. We'll talk to you next week. If not sooner, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for recording. Peace. Seem longer. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.